Right, welcome everyone to Fazlift's podcast, episode 55. And today I've got with me a client of mine, Josh Deakin. Uh, great to have you on, uh, Josh. Um, this is the first time I've done this. I've never actually had a, a current client on. I've had previous clients come back on, talk about their experiences, but I've never had a current client on. So it's the first time. And I wanted to get you on because you've had an amazing transformation and it's going to get a lot of attention on Instagram when it's out. This will be out after we've released the pictures. And so by the time people have seen the pictures, they'll want to know more about you. And that's why I thought it'd be good to release this then. And so they yeah. get to know a bit more about you. So uh, Josh is from my hometown uh, of Derby. Uh, he's a lovely guy. I've been working with him for a while now. And um, he's just a regular guy. He loves his football and uh, he, works, he works a good job. Uh, he's got a missus and he's, he's got himself a nice, he's just a regular guy. And I want to kind of figure out what, what he's done. I'll give you guys the insight. So firstly, Josh, Welcome to have you. Uh, welcome, great to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, pleasure. Awesome. Definite pleasure. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so uh, I thought we'd start off with, so we start right at the beginning of your journey. So right at the beginning, we did. We started about start of the year, pretty much sort of end of last year. I think was the exact bring up the exact date. Here it was seventh of January. Yes. At that stage, you were roughly 20 kilos heavier. So for our American friends, about 44 pounds heavier. And uh, bear in mind, Josh is a natural athlete. He's never taken anything. So his weight wouldn't have been inflated. This was just a lot of weight to lose. So let's talk a bit about what was your mentality at the beginning? You didn't know that you were going to be down at 87. What were you thinking? It was, it was a strange one because obviously we, we'd come out of, a, out of a long bulk, hadn't we? we? I think we'd done a year. It was almost a year long bulk. Um, and I got quite disheartened towards the end every Christmas because I thought I'd probably put on a bit too much weight um, because I'm, I'm quite naturally, I think, quite a, a flabby guy almost. Like, I've not really got the best body composition. But I didn't have anyway. Um, so I think I struggled originally. And I, in my head, I thought I'll probably lose about 10, 10 kilo if that. Um, and then I, I thought I'd look really good, really good then. Um, and then it just... It, as we, as we kept going, it just kept falling off and falling off and falling off. And then obviously now we're down to 87, which is unbelievable, really. Um, but I think my mindset was probably just push yourself as, as much as you can and then we'll see where we get to. So I didn't really have, I, I trust you, I, I say this to all the time, I trust you quite a lot. So I knew we'd get to a certain stage where we'd be, we'd definitely be happy. So I didn't really think too much about it. I remember just being quite disheartened. Um, how heavy I'd got and how I looked. Um, I wasn't particularly happy. But then when you explained why we had to do that and um, stuff like that, it, it made me feel much better. Um, so probably a little bit disheartened to start, I'm being honest. Um, and I didn't really think that I would lose as much weight as I had. And not in a million years did I think that would happen. I, I think in my head, a lot of it was um, how much weight can you lose before you start losing muscle? Um, so I thought that there's no way we could lose this much weight without losing much muscle. But again, you've proved me wrong. So <laughs> I'm more, more than happy. I think it's been, I think it's very common with a lot of people. Like it was definitely common with me and I had done bulk and cuts before, but the time I did the cut prior to my competition, it still surprised me how much I had to lose. And um, it, I think, it, I think until you're sort of fairly seasoned competitor and you, you bounce around between maybe competition weight and 20 pounds, it's always a surprise, but certainly, Certainly a very different shape at this 87 compared to the last time we were leaner. Okay, yeah, cool. Definitely. So 
you said that you you about have expected to lose about ten kilos. So in the end, we've lost. Yeah, we lost the full twenty. Yeah, I was saying to my boss at work because um, she's she asked me about the gym and stuff, and I, asked, I remember saying to her um, just before we broke up at Christmas, I said after Christmas, um, as everyone does, <laughs> I've got a plan just to try and trim down a bit and probably lose about ten kilo, ten kilograms, which would be uh, fitter and more agile. Um, and obviously, it just ended up falling off and falling off. Yeah. Yeah. So if we talk about now actual strategies and what you were doing, so one of the things that Josh is really good at, like ever, every, whenever I've worked with him, is every, since every week, his, his dietary macros are always super consistent. So if I tell him, I want you on this amount of protein, this amount of carbs, and this amount of fat, it's that to the T. And I know with Josh, he's not making it up. Like he's actually doing that. Like with some clients at the beginning stages, like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And like, it's not. Like Josh is literally exactly what he's doing. And uh, he'll have that. He'll have the same stuff day in, day out. And, you know, you make a good bodybuilder for that reason. But <laughs> let's, let's talk a bit about that because that's, that's uh, I'll be honest, that's not many of my clients do that. And that's a trait of a professional bodybuilder. So in terms of that, how, firstly, why do you do that? Secondly, how does that help you? I think for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I've got, I say lucky, got me in trouble in the past, but I've got a very addictive personality. Um, and I don't want to go on a, bit, on a tangent here, but, it's kind of whatever I get obsessed with, it's just all or nothing. So I have to be all or nothing. So again, whether that be me with my friends having a drink, if I'm having a drink, I'm having a proper drink. Um, and if I'm going to diet, I'm going to diet properly. So for me, I'm quite lucky in that sense that I've got a very, a very addictive personality. Um, and I think that helps you stuff like this. So if you, if you put your mind to, or if, I'm putting all my effort into dieting, so why would I not give it my all? Is how I see it. Um, so, so my mentality has kind of just always been: if I'm doing it, I'm doing it properly. Um, so, if you if you tell me to stick to something, um, then I don't see why I wouldn't stick to it. That's just kind of how my mind works. Um, I, I'm very well, not everybody works like that. Um, and like I say, being addictive can get you in trouble in the past. But, um, in this case, it's, it's very much a positive. So, yeah. It's, it's worked out this time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think there was one stage I was addicted to, like, I got addicted to, like, boxing, and my right. mum wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good for coming the face. Black, yeah, coming over with black eyes and she was like, yeah, you, you're not getting addicted to this. <laughs> so in terms of, like, yeah. let's talk of some specifics. Sorry, carry on. No, no, so, so I was just, just going to finish on that. Just, yeah. Getting addicted to things is is how I. It's like I go through a stage where I get addicted to work, and again, that's not positive because I just yeah. you know, things and it, it, it works out well in the end. So I finally managed to channel being addicted to things in, in better things. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a drug, drug addict or an alcoholic. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> He's addicted to positive things. This is just clarify yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, with with regards to a lot of my audience, they're going to be quite interested to look at specifics. So. Uh, let's talk a bit about prep, like like how often you prep and what's your technique for prepping? What, how do you do? Because that's interesting stuff. Yeah, so so for me, it, it comes back to, it's, it, it's a bit like if I'm hungry and I know I've got to make food, I think you, you're automatically putting yourself on the back foot there. Um, you're going to go in the cupboard and you, I don't know, you're going to grab whatever's the closest to you. And, that, and that's just the mentality of probably 80, 89, 80, 90% of people. They, that's just how they think. Um, so I just tend to prep on a Sunday night. So then in my head, I'm ready for Monday. 
um, I always kind of use Monday as like a, a bit of a get-go and a, a start, like a reset button. Um, so I always prep on a Sunday night um, till probably about Wednesday night. Um, and then in my head, it's get to Wednesday and then we'll start again. Um, and then I prep from Wednesday to Sunday again. Um, so it's literally just a case of chicken. I probably eat chicken more than any other meat. So it's literally just a case of um, get getting the chicken, <laughs> literally just um, playing out my meals, um, making sure it's weighed in properly. Um, and then just setting, basically setting a plan of, of meals, meal times and stuff like that. Um, but, the, but the main thing to take from that is probably just prep as many days as you can. Um, I mean, one thing I, I've always struggled with is storage, um, believe it or not. I've had to go and buy a new freezer <laughs> just in my garage just because um, I know for me how I work is if I've got food prepped, I'm going to stick to it. If I've not, then there's, there's more chance of me not sticking to it. So I just try and, and prep as, much, um, as many days as I can and just make sure I'm ready for the day. Um, but I don't always prep my breakfast because it often changes. Some days I'll have egg white, some days I'll have porridge and, and protein. Um, so I kind of leave that healthy in the morning. Like what, what, if I feel a bit full, I'll just have egg whites. Or if, if I'm feeling a bit hungry, I'll have um, pro oats. Um, and then with my tea, that's where my partner's really good. She always kind of makes tea. So whatever's whatever's on the menu, I just I just have it. As, she knows kind of what roughly what I can have, and she's fully aware of, of what's going on. So I'm quite lucky in that sense. Um, but the main thing um, would be just to prep as, as many days as you can. Um, and I'm sure that's what the advice of a lot of people would probably be, is just to yeah. Get, yeah. put yourself in the almost. I think, that's, I think that's a great point. It's a couple of things you said there, which I'm going to just bring up again. But that about prepping is awesome. I, I saw a study uh, which was released early this year, January 2020. It was a meta-analysis of 100 different studies on weight loss over the last 10 years. It's a really powerful study, a study of 100 different studies. And one of the main points was having readily available healthy food in your home. And that's exactly what we're saying. So if, that, if those meals are prepared and they're ready, you, they're, they're right there for you. And that was like a big determinant of long-term weight loss success and just short-term weight loss in general. So that was really good. And then, I just think it's, it's, it, I think it's just a case of if you can give yourself any, any possible advantage, so just like the 1%, then it's, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, and food prep is probably, diet is where most people fail, I would probably guess. Uh, so if, if, you, if you can just get, put yourself on the front foot in that sense, then you're giving yourself the best possible chance, aren't you? So. One of, the, uh, one of the hardest clients I've had to deal with, and in the end, we stopped working with each other, was um, he was a guy, <laughs> he refused to prep. And um, every lunchtime, this is what he'd do. He'd go to Greg's, he'd walk from his work to Greg's, and he'd stand there with his MyFitnessPal, and he'd work out his calories. And then he'd get, like, whatever. And it, it, it'd blow about 1,000 calories there. And he'd do that every day. And he's like, it's okay, Faz, I'll make it up. I'll have less during dinner. But he never did. And we had it for weeks. We had an argument for weeks, and it just didn't work. I, I know a lot of people. That, I, I get a lot of people at work, and they ask me um, just little tips and stuff because you know I'm into the gym and diet. Um, uh, and and I think what what they struck what what they can't grasp is I I try and leave as much as I, I, I prep because I don't want to think about when I'm at work. I want to give all my time to work. Um, so I said. They always say to me, well, what would you recommend? I'm just saying, if you want to be on a diet, prep your food and prep the foods that you like, and then you don't have to think about food. Because the more you think about it, the more you're going to want to eat something that you shouldn't have. Yeah. So, 
And like you say, that, that, that makes you better at your job because you don't have to, when you're at work, you're not thinking about your diet. You're thinking about what you need to do for your job. You're exactly, thinking, yeah. That's really... I, th- I think, exactly, 100%. And, and I think in these times, it, it is a little bit different because a lot of people are at home a lot. So you, you potentially don't have to prep as much. So it, it probably has been almost a little bit easier. I mean, I've not, I've probably not have prepped as um, meticulously as I normally would, but I've still made sure that I've got the food in and it's 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 easy for me to... To just um, access, so uh, yeah, it's, it, prep is probably the biggest thing for me because yeah, no, I don't want to. When like I, I don't want to be thinking about what I want to eat. I just want to get it out of the fridge and just eat it. Yeah, exactly. And you, you don't need that stress when you're at work either. If you're at work and you're, you're sat there, you've got 30 minutes for a lunch break. You want to just go and get your meal and come back to work. You know, get that exactly. Lunch. And the last thing you want to be doing is going to the shops when you're hungry because yeah. we all know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think even the stuff that you eat as well—it's like you can have a good nutritious meal, which is going to make you feel good. Like a lot of people come back from lunch knackered. You probably, you probably see that at your work. A lot of people yeah, go to the canteen and they'll have a whatever, whatever crap they think fit into their mouth in thirty minutes. They come back just knackered at their desk, and you're like, yeah. "Well, what's the point? It didn't do the work." Yeah, definitely, it's funny you say that because we we had um we we used to um site engineer. We had used to have on site, and he was um. He was a big boy and he used to eat like burger and chips for his dinner. And then he used to go in his car and have a nap. That's just, <laughs> just not good. <laughs> Imagine you were his employer. You'd be like, look, stop that. Yeah, so <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that, can you? But like, you, that's what you'd want yeah. to say. <laughs> exactly. And because, because he was a big boy, I used, he used, to, I used to go outside and I used to look at And he'd be no like steam in the car, you know, like when someone breathed. And I used to be like, is he, is he dead or is he... <laughs> The it, honestly, every every day I, walk, I could never get used. To, I used to walk out and just go to the toilet or something. I'd That's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. There you go. Make sure you're a better worker as well. This prepping. So that's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. One of the things like, that like, you, like I say, it just comes back to the. If I'm doing something, I'm giving it my all. So if I'm at work, I'm giving work my all. I'm not thinking yeah. about what I've got to eat or where I've got to go. Yeah, that's so important. Um, another thing you said, which I found quite interesting, was um, you said you prep till Wednesday, and actually I do that as well uh, when I'm when I'm in the competition. And then you said you said that you, in your head, it's like I just need to get to Wednesday, and I can then it's half, then it's that's my checkpoint, and then I carry on from there. I found that quite interesting. It's quite a good way of breaking it up. But you're still there, Josh. I think we've lost him. Hold on, should we pause this? Yep, yeah, you're back. Right, there you are. Oh. All right. That's better. Yeah, I got you. I'll, I'll press, press play again on record. Uh, yeah, great. So the other thing I was to say was um, you said something quite interesting, sort of a psychology thing about prepping till Wednesday. And in your mind, it's just get to Wednesday and then start afresh. I thought that was quite a nice point, actually. So is that kind of a psychological thing as well as it is a prep thing? Yeah, I'm... As you know, I'm I'm very much into kind of like how the mind works and yeah. um and kind of like mental state and emotional state and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of like I prep on a Sunday because I'm thinking right. So Monday we we, we start fresh. We've got fresh food, um, and then we get to Wednesday and it's like so we've got we made it this far. We've got two days and it's the weekend. Yeah. Kind of how my mind works. So I kind of break up the week because I think where a lot of people fail is I've got obviously friends that. Um, go to the gym and they're into the darts and stuff but where a lot of i find a lot of them fail is they they try and plan too far ahead and they, they think too far ahead i think if you just if you just it's like with a diet if you just take each day as it comes so if you have a bad day on a diet it's not the end of the world 
it's just that that just that one day was bad and you, if you break up the days it's like well as long as I'm good tomorrow and I'm good for the rest of the week then that one, that one day we'll get over it um so yeah I, th- I think it, it just in my mind it, it just it just helps me much more just breaking up the weekend um I, it, I love that, I that. Yeah. If, if I if I could sound like that that'd be awesome sorry bit Carol <laughs> <laughs> no, no it, it's just everyone wants to get to the weekend that's everyone's aim isn't it so I think if you if, if you break up the week nicely so it's just in two two three day blocks and it, it that's what works for me anyway. I mean, it might not work for everybody else, but that's just um, how I kind of deem it. And it's been successful this far. So Yeah, I, th- I think that does work for a lot of people. I think it's it's one of those psychological twists that they see in the research as well. Yeah. And they say, well, if you are, they call it flexible dieting or flexible approach to dieting. If you do have a bad day, just crack on with it the next day. Don't let that day take down the rest of your week. And what you're doing is you're almost resetting yourself in the last two days where people generally tend to struggle. So Thursday and Friday coming up to the weekend, people are like, "Er," but for you, it's like I'm actually going afresh. Um, yeah. You know what? Let's let's have a little segue onto um, some of your thoughts on like mental state because I know you've you mentioned to me uh, James Clear, um, and I've not got around to reading his book yet, but I am going to get it, uh, Atomic Habits. Do you want to talk to us a bit about your thoughts on that mentality and, and psychology as it relates to dieting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was always quite, um, again, going on a bit of a tangent, but I was always quite an emotional kid, emotional child. I don't know why. Um, I think up until about 14, I literally used to cry all the time and like, just for no reason. Um, my mum says I was just spoiled. But, um, and, and I kind of like, it, it took me quite a while to like learn about kind of like emotion and, and mental state. Um, and then these probably these last couple of years, I kind of... Um, I delved into it a lot and read a lot of books. Um, and I'll, I'll probably say now I'm definitely more, I'm definitely um, in control of my emotions a lot more. Um, and I, I think it's just, and this is kind of where I've learned, like going back to the addictive personality thing, I think if you can combine the two, like being, because a lot of people get emotional with, with things like diet, for example. So if they break their diet, they think it's the end of the world. And it's just like, it's, it's really not the end of the world. You, you, you've just had a chocolate voice. It's not, it's probably not that bad. That that same person would go and eat a a kilogram of chicken. It's probably the same calories, but they just, in their head, they're like, I've had a chocolate bar. Uh, It's the end of the world. And and I I think emotion definitely comes into into dieting um, quite a lot. Um, It's just, if if you fall off the horse, just get back on it. Um, If you can't be bothered, if you you can't bother to go to the gym, just just turn up. Because the session that is probably half-hearted is better than no session. so I think for me, it's just my mental state is, is so much stronger now um, from, from the gym and from dieting. Um, it, it's kind of, it's playing into my entire life now. So it's, it's benefiting, benefiting me a lot. And it, I kind of use the mind that if you can stay so disciplined in a diet and you can turn to the gym every day, if you put even half of that into the rest of your life, then you're not going to do too bad, are you? Yeah. Um, and then, and then it could, it, it goes on to just habits, just just doing things that are going to help you. Like put, like I always say, put yourself on the front foot. Just do anything you can just to to put yourself on the front foot, and and that's kind of where habits come in. Just just do the little one percent. Um, that's kind of what I always say. I always say this to my partners: just do the, the little one percent, and they all add up. It's like saving money. If people people don't see the, the benefit of saving a pound. It's like it's not going to change my life. But if you save another pound, another pound, it all adds up to. 
your target basically so it's yeah ha- i think habits are, ver- are very very important just learning good habits and that's kind of where you've definitely helped me um just teaching me little habits and, and little things to do and they're all the one percent too many people in this probably in the world i don't want to get too deep but they just want they want the magic formula they want the 100 percent, and they don't want to do the one percent. and i think that's where a lot of people struggle I, I completely agree. I think if you put together a lot of those one percent, you get together, you get quite a big change. And um, yeah. I think later on we're going to talk a bit about the change in protocol that we had recently over the last three or four weeks, and talk about how that's accelerated the process. And that's been a combination of a lot of little things that have come together. Um, yeah, definitely. But in fact, yeah, let's. Um, I, just, I kind of wanted to stay on the topic of sort of mentality because you've got some really cool things yeah. to say about things. I mean, I love your thoughts on you know, adding the little bits adding up. And I also really like your thoughts on flexible approaches to dieting, what I would call flexible dieting, which is essentially if you have a bad day, just leave it there. It's a bad day. Just crack yeah. on with things at the rest of it. Um, is there anything else in that area which, which might sort of be useful for, for, for the audience? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest, I could talk about this all day. Please do. <laughs> Please do. I find it interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, it's a tough subject because not everybody else obviously thinks the same and not everyone's got the same mind, but um, I'm not, I, I don't want to sit here like and pretend that I'm the most emotional, st- emotionally stable person in the world. But um, I think one, one thing that people need to realize with, with diet and the bodybuilding is, is what I've learned is you do have to be quite selfish as well in, in a lot of aspects. Um, I mean, I've been, we've been what cutting now for, I mean, seven months almost for seven months um and for those seven months i've probably been very very selfish um but i think you you kind of you kind of you, you kind of have to be and we're going to go into obviously the support network later but um i'm quite lucky in the sense that my partner is very very supportive she she will literally as long as i'm happy she'll literally do anything um, and i'm quite lucky in that sense um but i think a lot of people will probably they get too scared to be selfish. They don't want to upset anyone. Or I've got friends that do it. They're um, they're in really good shape already, but they could they could look unbelievable. But they just they, they don't want to take it over the, the borderline of just being selfish for a few months. As you're aware, like I mean, you've obviously done competitions and stuff. When you're going through that prep, it, I can only imagine how hard it is. And it, it must be tough. And I'm all, I'm I'm quite mighty at the, the best of times. Never mind when I've got limited food in me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people probably need to, don't be too scared about being selfish because it, you're doing it for you at the end of the day. It's not like um, anything bad is going to come out of it. You, you're doing it because you want to look good and you want to feel good. Um, and I always say to Abby, my partner, I always say that I'm going to be selfish for, for these seven months, but I finished like today. So I finished my diet today. I'm probably going to be the happiest I've ever been. So it's probably all worth it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good point too, because there's so many bodybuilders that say it's, it's unhealthy, it's selfish, it's bad for your relationships. But I think communication is key. Communication yeah. is so key. If you just say to your partner, look, this is going to be like this for the next few months, just bear with me. And it's fine. Yeah. 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 And I, I think if you've got the, the right partner, then she'll just, she'll, he or she'll just understand that, um, that's just kind of what's got to happen. And, and to be fair, that's where you're very, very good as a coach. You understand that there is more people involved than just me and you. Um, and that's, that's, yeah, that's probably um, 
the main reason that we probably got on so well because I think you just understand that there is more to life than just dieting and training. Um, the the example I always use is, is Alex Ferguson. You know, I've talked about him before in terms of when yeah. you do want a good result, you've got to make sure the rest of the people in your life are happy. And what he did with his darling team of the 2000s and late 90s was he made sure all those young, rich players were settled down with spouses and they were settled and they were happy. And, and that's, that was part of his managing. And that's what I do with all my guys and girls is I make sure the relationships are stable and happy because without that, they're never really going to perform that well um, on stage or, or whatever they yeah. No, definitely. And I don't know if there's much research to support this, but for how I say I've got friends and, and people I work with and it's always the ones that are in, in long-term solid relationships that always seem to be ones that are the most consistent and are in the best shape because I think you, if, you, if, you, if you just have consistency in your whole life, then it's, it's going to make making the diet and, and the gym so much easier. Whereas if you're a single lad or single girl and you want to go out every weekend, um, it's just not, it's not sustainable, is it? So, yeah, I, I think having, being selfish, but being selfish in, at the right times and just um, having transparency is, is probably, is definitely, definitely important. Um, but I think the main thing to take from, just from this mentality thing is you got, you, you're going to have losses and there's, there's going to be days where you, if, if say I, I'm deep in prep, if I had a chocolate bar, to me, that's a loss. I've, I've almost failed, but, I think people realize it's all right to fail as long as you just get, as long as you learn and understand why you've done it and you just get back on the horse. And, and that's just, that's just, if you, if you take, it's almost forget body, but if you take it into life, you, you'll be fine. You've got to fail to learn. So that's how I see, see it. I love that, man. I absolutely love that. And that, that makes me so proud when you say stuff like that, because that is that's exactly <laughs> all, that's what I'm about. That is what I'm about. Like, Definitely. we're all just normal people. Like, we're none of us are pro bodybuilders, none of us get paid to this kind of stuff. But it's so, a case of self-improvement. And if we do fuck up, that's fine. There's going to be, you know, you just, carry, you just crack on. Um, Definitely. And I think it's another big thing as well is self-belief. Like, And that doesn't mean, oh, you have to be arrogant or, or cocksure of yourself. It's just, just you, you, you're doing this because I, I kind of have a weird mindset, maybe a bit naive, where I just if if another human can can do it, I don't see why I can't do it. That's and that could be some people might see that as naive or or, or whatever, but that's because it's kind of how I see it. So if if you if you have a bad day on a diet, for example, or I don't know, you you don't lift as heavy as you want to in the gym, it's it's you failed, but you have the self-belief just to think, well, I can do that tomorrow or I can next time I do it and I'll give it my all. So I think self-belief is definitely a big one. Um, and I, I, I believe in you can't quite, I knew quite a lot. So when we first sat down and got on a diet, I thought, well, there's no way he's going to let me down. So, and I know if I, I know that I've got it in me to stick to this diet and I've got it in me to go to the gym every day. So why would it fail? So it, it's kind of just, I think a lot of people lack self-belief and, and that, that's definitely a big one. You just, be, you just believe you can do it, basically. That's in, in every aspect of life. If, if you believe you can do something, you're halfway there, to be honest. Well, that was a, this is a great example of that in bodybuilding. A lot of my bodybuilding fans will, will know about this. This is when Dorian Yates was coming up and he was, when he was a kid, he would see Lee Haney 
compete in the Olympia and win the Olympia. And then years later, he was actually on stage with Lee Haney. And all of a sudden, his childhood hero, he was actually trying to beat him. And he, he said he had to change his mentality. He had to change his mindset. He's like, well, he's just a guy like me. He's got two arms and two legs. That was, that was his words that he used at an interview. He's a guy like me. If he can do it, I can do it as well. And that's exactly what you just said. Love that. Exactly. And, that, and that's just how I, I kind of see everything in life. And sometimes it's probably a bit like, oh, Josh, like, wake up. I face music, you, you can't. But I just, that's just how, I, that's what gets me through every day. So that's just kind of how I think. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying if I took to 100 metres, I could run quicker than Usain Bolt. But I, I kind of have a mind that if I would, if I give my all to, to running when I was the same age as him, I don't see why I couldn't be where he is. And it, again, it's, it's probably naive, but that's just how I see it. And I think a lot of people can can, can take a lot from that. If you, if you believe, if you believe that you can, you can look good and you can stick to a diet and you can go to the gym and then you, you're halfway there. Yeah. I mean, when we first, when we first, when I first contacted you to, for coaching, I remember I had this picture on my phone of just his body. And I was like, I'd love to be like that. And I feel like, without being cocky, I feel like I've surpassed it now. I was going to say, I bet you're there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, well, as I say, by the time people hear this, they would have seen your pictures. So they'll be know, they know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Funny enough, I had the same thing. But on, on, if you go back through my Instagram feed, there's an, a, there's an ideal picture that I wanted to look like, and I actually surpassed that about three years ago. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's and nice. It is enough. the best feeling. Yep. It's the best feeling. And I, I've I've looked I look at um, a couple of years ago. I used to look at some sort of celebrities, and I used to be God, he's like, they've got good bodies. And now I look at them and I might criticize them. And like, God, he needs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. I like, just it's, yeah. your whole mentality and your whole. Um, perception of things just completely changes um yeah well that's it well you know modeling next for you so that'll be good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think uh i think that was that was really good now i wanted to talk a bit about um yeah talk a bit about how you manage your week now we've talked about prep yeah um but also how do you manage your week with your with work and your girlfriend now actually you know before that particularly talking about the girlfriend and we were talking about stuff with bad days before in the course of this prep have you had a has there been any bad days with the missus where you've thought where you've been feeling like crap and you've you've not been the best with her and perhaps you know how how do you manage that on because you know you know deep down it's probably just you're feeling cranky but how do you manage that that's a good question actually there are to be fair i thought it'd be it'll be i'd get much worse i think there was a period for probably about a week and i, I was really like aggy and i opened the open i was just I wasn't, I wasn't very nice of era and I almost thought, but I knew what I was doing it in my head. I, I knew that, I knew yeah. that it was the reason I was doing it and it was frustrating. And she, and she's not the cut. She is very, like she would, if I'm being an idiot, she would tell me I'm being an idiot. <laughs> good, good, good on well. <laughs> Um And she, she, she'd just be like, she, she didn't understand why, but she would never accept it. Um, and I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't expect to, because if I'm being out of order, then I, I, she needs to tell me I'm being out of order. Um, but I kind of, I, I kind of know what I've learned over time what worked for me. So I, I had that really bad week. It was probably around, I think it was around April. It's a few months into it, um, and I kind of, I kind of saw it as again going back to just I don't know if I'm tangent again, but going back to kind of the failure thing. I saw that as like kind of a failure because I thought, well, she's not doing anything wrong to me. I'm just, I'm just aggy because I've, I've got, I've not got food in me, and so I kind of tried techniques that maybe work and it 
basically all it was because I just couldn't sleep. I, I wasn't sleeping. Um, so all I did for a few days was, for example, I just went in the spare room and just got made sure I got a good night's sleep. And just things like that. It, it's just finding finding ways just to cheer yourself up because it, it, it can get tough. And it, it, it did get tough that week. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just as long as you understand that why you're doing it, then I think you, you can you can you can kind of learn how to how to make it better. I know that it's not my fault that I'm being aggy, and I know it's not her fault, and it's, it's definitely not her fault because she's not on a diet. So yeah. Yeah. it's it, again, it goes back to the support network. It's, it's I'm very lucky in that she she understands why I'm being like that, but she would never accept it because. It, it's, it's not, I don't think it's acceptable. I've, I've kind of been brought up in a way that you, you treat women with respect, not F and blind because you've not got food in you. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's just understanding why like that and, and doing everything you can to try and to try and stop that happening again. I mean, the best case scenario is you just don't go on a diet and <laughs> yeah, what you want. That will make you miserable in yourself in the long run anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just finding ways that make it better, I think, and, and, and cheering your mood up. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Being aware of yourself is so important. Is that you can, it's easy to get into your head, and you can start to think you, when you're on a diet, you can start to think that they're the problem. But it's important to remember that you're the problem. Like <laughs> you're the one on the diet. Like, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I, I do the same thing, and it's really important for me to remember that. Okay, you know what? This is actually my fault. <laughs> oh, like we've lost. We've lost Josh again. Let's just pause it. There you are. Hey, you're back. I've got you. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll play it again. Right. Crack on. So, yeah, I think I was just, I was just saying, yeah, I was just making a point that it's important to remember that it is our fault. It's not theirs. <laughs> yeah, and and it, that, that's, where, that's where it can get, I would struggle with this at the start. That's where it can get tough from going from that selfish mindset and yeah. in your, your little ball and zone, the gym and the diet to understanding that there are other people involved. And again, that's why um, you're very good because you make me aware of that. Um, because I think if I was doing this on my own, I would struggle to understand that, well, she has feelings as well. Like, I think when we got towards the end, it's just an example. You said to me that um, I did, we could do another um, final week um, doing um, limits of carbs. And I'd, I'd already promised um, Abby that we could have a meal. We've got her family around on Saturday and my family around on Sunday. Um, and if I was doing it myself, I'd have said, right, they're not coming around. <laughs> diet. I've got two days left, and you can uh, you can wait. Whereas you're like you make me very much aware that there are other people involved in in this. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I was I was very insistent on making sure that we respected Abby's wishes there and all that kind of stuff. So, um, partly because it's good for you, but also partly because she'd probably kick my ass if she met me in person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't listen to that voice note and she was very happy so. <laughs> <laughs> right so um, I love that I love that chat it's great and um, now we've talked about I guess we are kind of segueing on to the next point which is the importance of a support network but um, yeah let's talk about that let's talk, we'll talk a bit about we've, talked, actually, we've actually covered quite a lot about how you manage your week being busy with your work and your girlfriend you're generally very organised you do things on a schedule in fact let's discuss that a little bit because if you recall about a month or two we looked at your meal plan your meal schedule. Yeah, this is something that, yeah, this is something that you would put together yourself based on the macros and stuff. And I rejigged it based. On, so you've got a, you've, you actually, you actually make a meal plan for yourself. So you're, you're fairly, and this is, 
this is a point of contention in the fitness media circle at the moment, like meal plan versus not meal plan. And we're very much swinging nowadays on the, on the whole side of no meal plan. It's all about if you fit your macros and free eating and all that kind of stuff. I've been one of the proponents of actually meal plans are positive for some people. Um, and they suit some people. Talk to me a little bit about um, your experiences with actually having a set meal plan, how that benefits you more than, um, you know, just free eating and fitting it, fitting in your macros. Yeah, so before, um, obviously, this um, pandemic, I obviously was at work. Um, so I kind of structured, I structured my meal plan um, around work. So I'd, I'd get into the office and have, have breakfast around eight. Um, and then I, I probably wouldn't eat again until 12 o'clock. Um, and then I would probably wouldn't eat again just before I left work. And then I'd probably eat again on the way to the gym. Um, and... I think one thing I've learned from this diet is I, I deal better, better with little and often some yeah. food, little and often, not big, big meals at nine, big meals at 12, big meals at three. Some people do. Um, and then when we got into, when, the, when we started working from home and obviously um, went into lockdown and stuff like that, I had the opportunity to kind of experiment a bit more, um, around meal times and stuff because I wasn't committed to going to work. I was working from home so I could eat when I want. Um, and then that's when we obviously had a conversation about eating when you're, you're less active or, um, or your mind's kind of elsewhere. Um, so then we changed it to, I didn't, I didn't actually start eating till 11 um, because I, I'd get, just get up, crack on with work. And then when I had time to think about it, I'd just eat at 11. Um, and then it was probably every two hours after that because I could, because I, I was just working from home, microwaves next to me. Um, which I think I'd, probably suits me a lot more because it was little and often. Um, I mean, when I go back to work, I'm probably going to have to find a, a new way to, to adapt it around because um, I spend a lot of time in meetings. I can't then <laughs> still have in a meeting and say, I don't know, let's see, I'm grab some food. And I sat there with, um, Quite a big clients and stuff they might they just be like it's just this guy for real <laughs> yeah. which which is another good example of fitting it around yeah. the schedule i like that yeah, yeah. Mm. so i think one thing i i probably do need to learn a little bit more is be more flexible with food in this in the sense that you don't have to eat at the same time every single day um but again that's where because as i say I, it's addictive so it's like if i've had one yesterday i need to eat one today as well that's, that's just how my mind works. So one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to is to learn to be more flexible. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they think, well, if I work full time, I can't stick to a diet and I can't go to the gym. Yeah. Um, you definitely can. Yeah, I mean, the you, way... You definitely do. The way that I sort of did you it... You understand it. Yeah. No, no, go on. I was just saying, the way that I did it when I was, when I was working an office job was um, yeah. I would just take in the amount of food that I needed to get done before five o'clock that day. <laughs> and exactly. I just fit it in whenever. Like it wasn't always ideal because you get into meetings, lunchtime gets postponed, whatever. But as long as I got those calories in, I was like, that's done for me for the day. And then, you know, like you said at the beginning, you don't, you don't worry about it if it's slightly imperfect, as long as it's done. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think it's just learning to be flexible with, with stuff like that. Obviously you, you've got to be very fortunate to, to just be uh, a pro bodybuilder and, and not work and just train and eat. So 95% of the public, it's just, it's just learn to be flexible. Um, I think that's one thing that I've got to learn a little bit more of. Um, so yeah, it's just fit, fit, 
fit in when you can is is probably the message that I'll probably pass on to other people. Yeah. Um, don't get too stressed about when you eat. Just make sure you get the food in. Right. Uh, All right. So uh, now what I wanted to move on to was uh, we had a change of protocol about, I think probably about six or seven weeks ago now uh, with regards to dieting. And we, we did what I refer to as sort of my fastest fat loss. And uh, it was quite a bit different from what we were doing before. So that was a, a change of protocol where we up protein a little bit and we reduced carbs and fats drastically. And, uh, when I when I suggested that, um, what were your thoughts? Uh, I think I said to you at the time. Initial thoughts was, God, this sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Um, and then, kind of the way I am, I just I just thought oh, it's going to take me to some deep dark places, and I kind of can't wait to get there. Um, so that that's just kind of again all or nothing um, is kind of how I work. Um, so for me, it, it was more. It was a shock because I, we'd obviously I'd never done that before. Um, I'd always I've been quite lucky in a sense that I think I'd always been on a fairly decent amount of carbs. I don't think I'd ever gone below 100, um, 100 yeah. grams. So yeah, Josh was on about uh, 175 grams of carbs and then rough, about 150 for about a week. So roughly yeah. 175 for a long time and 220 grams of protein. Now that worked really well for Josh mainly because he does a lot of activity. He does a lot of cardio. So that was quite a good approach but we wanted to just accelerate that it's actually only been three weeks since we've done that which is quite interesting um yeah. so three weeks ago we switched to 300 grams of protein uh 20 grams of fat 20 grams of carbs and uh that's been a massive change so uh yeah so you thought it was a challenge what, what yeah. A, yeah go on i thought it was a challenge but then because we all protein so high um i, I, I thought I, could, I should be okay because it, it was still um, 1400 calories wasn't it so it, it wasn't like we were literally eating nothing there was, there was still a lot of meat in there um, but I, I knew it, I knew it, it would probably gonna be the hardest thing I'd, I'd ever done in, in, in the bodybuilding sense I knew it was gonna be really tough um, and I think I set my in my head I set myself mentally it was gonna take me to take me to kind of a, a place I'd never been before um, and strangely I, I felt fine <laughs> it was it was so there was, there was. I think the the initial three days, first three days, I was like, "Oh my god, um, my tummy was making all sorts of noises, um, just telling me it was hungry." And I thought, "I can't, I can't do this for two weeks." Um, I said, "Abby, I, I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm going to get to the end of this. I might, I might die before a lot of." And then it, after those three days, I was fine. And so, so it was, a bit, it was a bit weird. I think because I set myself up to feel a certain way. Um, like I said, I've got friends that have, have, have done competitions before and when they've got to the end, they've said that, that it, it's dark, it's, it's a dark place. Um, so I kind of set myself up for the worst and it was, it was tough, but in my head, I think I'd already, I'd already dealt with it. Um, so yeah, it, it was very drastic from what we were used to. Um, it, was, um, it was an interesting change. I mean, I thought over the course of that, those it is the results of the course of the two and a half weeks we dropped to two and a half kilos now that it's a tremendous amount when you're that far into a diet and you're that lean so it was yeah. a massive drop your body responded very very well in terms of the pictures as well um if we were to diet again is that the kind of thing you could see yourself doing from the beginning or was it better to come at, at the end what do you reckon uh good question actually i 
think I think for me it's whatever would work the best whatever's going to give me the best results is is kind of what I'll do I, I could if I had to do it for months and months I could do it definitely um, I mean I, I, I suspect that we probably won't ever have to cut for this long again um, so I could I could definitely do it for a, a couple, I, I don't know 10 12 weeks I think I could I could probably get get through that um, but it's what what it's whatever's going to give me the best results I think um, it's kind of how I, how, how I would view it I think that's generally the idea with stuff like that you don't need to do it for quite as long so we probably wouldn't have to yeah. diet for as long regardless yeah. um, but then it's a case of it's a very extreme approach and I think it's it can be more suitable towards the end of it if you've never done it before a never existing yeah. diet because then you're already in the diet swing of things and then it's just sort of accelerates a little bit but yeah that was quite a big big change but um i just wanted to touch on that a little bit because um it was a good yeah, change. I, I, yeah i think for for like you say i think i think if you if you say you've got a new plant on board that had never darted before you said right you're in 20 grams of carbs yeah. i think but i think if you if you used it on somebody like myself for example i, I think they'd probably be okay with it because they'd understand um, like if I if I said to someone at work, oh, what's your advice? And I said, right, eat, eat 20, grams of, 20 grams of carbs <laughs> no. next three weeks, they're probably like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this guy's crazy. I've got one guy who's fairly new to me, but he's a fairly seasoned dieter and uh, he's done dietary approaches before and he's kind of, you know, gone up and down and I've got him doing that, but he's quite used to it. But yeah, I think you're right. If, it, if he was brand new to dieting, in any kind of controlled way, I had him on that. It'd just be a little bit too much. Um, yeah, but but I say that. But I think I said this to Abby yesterday. I think if a lot of people struggle is they don't see results after a week. So yeah. I think if you put someone on this, it might it depending on what their mindset's like or what their life as a person, it, it could actually go the other way, and they could be like, "Oh my god, it works." Yeah. The the research supports that as well. Um, the, the research supports faster rates of initial weight loss actually result in better outcomes. So if you've, if you've got a guy who's got like 50 pounds to lose and you know, you strip off the first 20 pounds within like a month by doing something extreme, they actually feel a lot better about themselves because then they can just ease into the rest of it. So yeah. there's, not, there's an argument for that as well. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, uh, one of the next thing I want to talk about is just in general, what were the hardest parts of the diet overall? We've talked about a few things. You've had a few sort of times where there was a transition with the protocol change that was rough. You also had that week in April, which was which was rough on your mood for whatever reason. Uh, but apart from that, what was sort of the hardest parts of the diet? Perhaps like day to day. Because of this pandemic, I think one of the hardest things was being in the house all the time. And there, there are, um, I mean, my partner doesn't really die. She doesn't really need to. She's one of these freaks that just eats what she wants and still looks good it winds yeah. me up <laughs> um, but th there's i think being in the house there's a lot of temptation and um, when you go in the fridge just to grab some water there's like so much temptation there um so that was tough and then because the obviously the gyms are closed um i'm quite fortunate and i've got i've made space in the garage and um i've got some weights in here and stuff like that um getting having the motivation kind of getting in the mindset that you just, you just go into you go next door train you know going to the gym um and that like things like that but what i did in, in that sense is i just made sure i'd still have my pre-workout um, still made sure that i was in a similar routine it was just a case i was going to my garage and not the gym yeah. um, but the hardest thing was definitely um being at home with the food i, th I thought that was probably what i struggled with the most yeah um, 
and now I'm, I'm fairly good with diet. So um, if I'm struggling, uh, I'm sure <laughs> a lot of other people would probably struggle with that as well. Yeah. I think I think that goes back to your your point about prep. It's like everyone's going to struggle. Like everyone is. Like you've probably had the comments to yourself, and I've certainly had the comments before. It's like it's well, it's easy for you kind of thing you know because that's what you do it's easy for you yeah. to live for so long. it's not easy it doesn't get easier <laughs> it still sucks <laughs> but yeah. you just find I, I went on to furlough definitely i went on to furlough for um probably the last i've been now probably a month or so mm. um and I, I had a lot of people like oh it's, you, you're not working at the minute it's dead easy and like, it's, yeah, yeah it's not i see it's not <laughs> it's harder <laughs> yeah. yeah you just so much to think about you just got all you think about is food yeah yeah for sure no yeah i get that it's uh, it, it's all about finding strategies i think that's what it's about it's finding strategies to cope i mean that's been a lot of what we've talked about actually isn't it it's like strategies for emotions strategies for yeah. uh, hunger yeah we all go it's, it's just again it might the one thing i would go back to is just the one percent just do anything that can give you that an extra gain just, just do it because it will benefit you in the long run yeah. and just going back to your question on what was what was toughest I just made sure that I had the food in the fridge that I wanted to eat because if I didn't, it was only going to go one way. <laughs> yeah. And obviously these times at the minute are unprecedented. So it, it can get tough for a lot of people, um, like mental state and stuff like that. Having nothing, not if, you, if you're on furlough and you've got nothing to think about, or it, I, I can imagine it, it gets tough for a lot of people. I think I saw someone say that if you've, if you've not put a few pounds on in, in COVID, then you've, you've done quite well, but yeah. you've lost a lot of pounds. So. <laughs> yeah, you've done amazingly well. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do believe that. Though. I mean, I think I think you've done incredibly well. But I think there's a lot of stuff out there which says, you know, if you didn't leave COVID with a new skill or new this, you fail. But I don't believe in that. Yeah, yeah. It's just just survive. You know, <laughs> it's hard exactly. enough. Yeah. A lot of people pressure on themselves. Like I've not learned any skills. I've probably lost skills if anything because I've not been able to do stuff. Um. So yeah, and. A lot of pressure. I see things like that. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, isn't it? A lot of people. Um, a lot of these PTs we, are trying to be motivational and stuff. Oh, it's, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm probably a bit of a PT stop now because I use you and you're the best. But... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I did used to listen to these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about on that note was um, you do your check-ins. We check in normally on a Monday. Um, yeah. Is it, yeah, Monday. Um, how does that? How has that sort of helped your week, or how does that affect your week? What What do you feel like going into that? Because you know you've got to get you know all the data and all that kind of stuff ready for me, and you've got to, you've got to give me a bit of a check in. What? How does that sort of frame your week? Does it at all? Yeah, definitely, and and especially since I've been on furlough, it's it's, it's kind of broken up my week. Instead of in the the uh, get to Wednesday analogy, I kind of get I use the. Um, I kind of used our check-in date as, as a, a point to, to work towards. Um, so it's definitely helped me. Um, and, and that's where kind of coaching helped me from the start is I know I've got someone to kind of report almost. I know who's going to be looking at my numbers and, um, and looking at, at what, what I've been doing. So that, that's where I always benefited loads at the start when we first worked together about two years ago. I just needed someone to tell me what to do and someone to, to keep tabs on me almost. Um, and that, that's kind of going just going back to my point that's what, where the checking date definitely helped me join further it's just because I had some I I that was my purpose kind of sort of thing um, so yeah it, it definitely helped 
and it breaks up the week nicely and it kind of gives you something in your head to look forward to um, until you dropped all my, took all my carbs off me. Um. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a new reset. I've checked it and it's like, oh, I've reset now and yeah. we'll go to week. And so it's, been, it's definitely been good, especially during furlough. I think it's good to have somebody just in your corner who's who's up for you know, and that, that helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and now we're going to end with final question, and uh, it's uh, basically look, you've you've got it, you've done it now. You've done it. Everyone would have seen the pictures by now and seen what you look like, and not just over the last sort of seven months or so, but just over the time that we've started working together. Um, and that that first picture you said to me in your in your kitchen, looking. You know, looking very different compared to what you look like now. Um, <laughs> it's very, very different. <laughs> but uh, now, I mean, just the amount of muscle you've got in your frame now compared to then as well, and the leanness is tremendous. Even the amount of muscle you've got in your frame now compared to the first sh- shred that we did, um, yeah, it's so different. Um, it's, tr- it's literally unbelievable. It's tremendous. It's, it's crazy. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask not that this ever an end point, but we are transitioning into a next phase now where we're going to be mostly maintaining and gaining small amounts of muscle and losing small amounts of fat. But I feel like we're at the point where anyone can look at you and go, you know what, that guy works out and he takes it pretty seriously. Yeah. How do you feel getting to that point now? I, I, how old are you now, Josh? Seven, just 10. 27. 27, still very young. So how do you feel at this stage in your life? You got to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm looking pretty, pretty damn good. I mean, my, my, all my family say I was cocky anyway, so I'm unbelievably glad <laughs> to. Um, it, it really, it really is. I say this all the time. It really is life changing. Um, it's it, when I look back at pictures, I, I literally cannot believe it. I, I'm quite lucky in the sense that my face changes quite a lot. Yeah, it um, does. It really does. As soon as I put weight on, you can see it straight on my face. I remember when I, I used to go because my my mum lives abroad. I used to see it after a few months. She'd be like, "Cause you put weight on your face," and I'd be like. <laughs> Yeah. and that's that's cut. so I've been quite lucky in that sense and when I when I look at pictures now it it really is life changing um but I kind of just use the me being in shape and me being me looking good and being fit and stuff is it just benefits my whole life so with like football um just looking I like to look good um I take a lot of pride in my parents probably too much um and it, it, it just benefits me so much. So now I'm in, in really good shape. It's it literally is life changing. Um, and then obviously the next, the aim is to kind of maintain and, and build one of my muscles, like you say. Um, that's kind of like my next challenge because I've never maintained efficiently before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that definitely. But no, it, it really is life changing. And anyone that's even considering getting into diet or, or contacting you or using the gym, I, I would 100% just, just go for it because honestly, it, it generally will change your life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate that. And uh, I think uh, if we just say a quick shout out to Abby as well, just for, for putting up with our our nonsense for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's her birthday next week, so I'll make sure she's got a good present. Safe. Yeah, this will be out roughly at the time it's her birthday, so happy birthday to her. Yeah, no, it's been good. All right, Josh, um, it's been really good to have you on. I think some of those insights that you've given us, uh, people are going to find really useful, genuinely very useful. Um, a lot of stuff about mentality, there, a lot of stuff about practical stuff about prep. Um, it's really been an absolute pleasure to have you on and uh, always love chatting yeah, to you. So thank you so much. My honor. I hope, I hope that people can take, and if they, even if they take, like I say, 1% from it, then I hope it, it benefits people. So no, 
Thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Thank you.